Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Joining us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline, is Nate Davis. Nate covers the league, the NFL that is, for USA Today. You can follow Nate on X on Twitter at buy. Nate Davis. We've had Nate on the show before. Going to do some Washington discussion and definitely some NFL conversation as well. Let's start, uh, Nate, uh, if you don't mind, with what's going on here. How good of a job is Washington compared to those that are still available? Yeah, Kevin, good to be with you. Um, I mean, I think it's I think it's fairly good. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of you know, there's there's a good amount of cap space um, available to to improve this roster. You've got that number two pick, which you know is going to give you great options and flexibility to either take take a quarterback this spring or or to trade trade it and, and build up your your uh, you know your your quiver of picks if you want to if you want Adam Peters wants to take that direction and uh, you know you've certainly got some good players in place. It's not you know the roster I think it was a, a year ago after after they got rid of Chase Young. Uh, in Montez Sweat, and you know that defense certainly did, didn't look the same after those guys uh, were gone. But you got some nice pieces on offense, so yeah, I, you know I think it's probably one, to me it was kind of one of the, the top two or three jobs um, that, that came open this year. Um, you know, there's a bit of an unknown with with this new ownership group, but I think you know anybody kind of looking at it from the outside probably certainly thinks it's a it's a much better situation to go into uh, than they would have thought a couple of years ago. So who will they hire? Uh, you know, I mean, it seems like all the all the tea leaves are, are pointing at Ben Johnson, and obviously, you know, that, that can't be uh, resolved for for a little bit now. But uh, you know, I think given the job he's done in Detroit, you know, given the fact that uh, there needs to be some stability uh, with that franchise, certainly at, at the quarterback position, whether it's Sam Howell or whether it's somebody else they bring in, um, my, my guess is that that's probably. Uh, they, that's the direction they will go uh, unless some other team swoops in and, and makes him an offer he can't refuse. But I, I would suspect he's the clubhouse leader. If I told you that one of the guys they can interview and are planning to interview this week, uh, uh, you know, in person because they're available for that, you know, Dan Quinn, Raheem Morris. Uh, if I told you that, you know, one of them just wowed them so much that they ended up hiring him, which of the two would it be? You know, it's hard to say just given that we've we've never seen this ownership group go go through the process. I mean, and, and we we've you know I've obviously uh, you know, do do bringing in Peters first, and, and that being the direction that the search committee went uh, makes it a little different. Um, and you know, you're also you, know, you, you kind of have to catch yourself thinking that they should know 
uh, Raheem Morris. And certainly there are people uh, in the building there that do, but not not the people that are, that are making the decisions. Um, I, I think you can make a case uh, for, for either guy. Um, certainly, you know, both have, have experience in the job. Uh, I, I, I would kind of lean uh, Raheem Morris there just, just based on him having a little bit of familiarity. And, and, and I think you're kind of seeing more, too, particularly with, with the way things have gone for Dan Campbell, um, that a guy that brings that, that accountability and that, that leadership bent um, and, and has some experience doing doing the job before, which Dan Campbell did on an interim basis, that, that that can really work well. And that, you know, you don't necessarily need your head coach to be an X's and O's tactician guy. And sometimes what you really need uh, is a leader of men. Uh, and I think, uh, I think Raheem Morris is that. I think Dan Quinn is a combination of that. Um, given the way he, he really brought that Atlanta locker room together and his, his brotherhood buzzword. And, 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 you know, the fact we've all seen what he can do on the defensive side of the ball, but I think those would both be good candidates. Um, just hard to know how, how, how this search committee is going to lean on that front. Yeah. I think I'm with you. And I think a lot of uh, the people listening are with you that it just seems like it's going to be Ben Johnson, you know, whether they win or lose, uh, it'll happen sometime next week. But the reason I bring up the other two is that Adam Peters, Nate, said over and over again, he's looking for a leader, you know, first and foremost. And what we've heard about Raheem Morris, and, you know, some of that is was from when he was here, um, but as he's continued, uh, continued in the league, and about Dan Quinn, is that they are incredible interviews and very natural leaders. And I was just curious of the two, you know, which is the guy more likely to get a head job because they'll just interview so well? Well, I, I think that's one of those things where it gets our, our deal. Like, do you, I, I was going to use the ice cream metaphor, but I, I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. But, yeah, maybe not. Uh, but I think it's just going to come down to personal preference, you know, uh, at some point. You know, I mean, if you're, if you're looking for, for nitpicky tiebreakers, um, you, you know, maybe you say, hey, if we if we get Dan Quinn, that, that, that not only helps us, but it, theoretically uh, it, it hurts Dallas and gives us a little insight uh, into that team. But, you know, I also feel like maybe I, I, I sold Raheem Morris a little short there a minute ago. I mean, he, he did a fantastic job this year with that Rams defense. And then, you know, I think, I think prior to the season, I don't think anybody knew a player on that Rams defense, not, not named uh, Aaron Donald. I mean, they've really turned that unit over there since they won the Super Bowl, um, And he did a heck of a job. And I think, I mean, you know, I think people kind of talk about the Sean McVay tree and they think of, of the offensive side of the ball. Um, but I think I think you can learn a lot from the way he runs that program. Remember, Raheem has, and he's 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 really thrived there. Um, so I mean, it, it's, it's hard for me to say you give either guy uh, a huge edge because I I think you can make a case for either one, and you probably can't can't go wrong. Um, I think you know maybe the only other thing too is just you know Dan Quinn. I mean, do, do you appreciate the track record of him building the Falcons up to to a Super Bowl team, or, or do, you, do you hold that against him given the way that Super Bowl? Um, panned out, but um, the, the great thing for Washington is that they, they have a lot of good options here, and, and we'll see you know what what direction they go. So let's just jump to next week and just say they ended up hiring Ben Johnson. You know, they got Adam Peters, the number one sought after front office exec, and they got Ben Johnson among the assistant coaches or coordinators, probably the number one sought after coordinator for a head coach. Um, given that combination, A, do you think they take a quarterback at two? And B, who do you think the quarterback will be? That's a great question. Uh, I mean, I, mean I, I do think that there is probably going to be uh, a little bit more debate 
assuming Caleb Williams goes uh, goes number one, um, whether it's the Bears or somebody that might that might move up there. I think Drake May is going to make a case, and maybe even Jay Daniels is going to make a case uh, uh, as well. Uh, we, we we've seen that these these things tend to go through a cycle, and that, that pro dates can affect it certainly, and then the combine can affect it. Uh, that that sometimes there, there's a, a, a bit of an artificial sense of drama to these things that maybe isn't really there. Uh, and I mean, also, you know, certainly there, there's going to be the aspect too of, of if it's if it's potentially Adam Peters uh, and Ben Johnson. You know, do do you think you have something um, in, in Sam Howell for for two more years on, on the contract? Um, is, is that enough to work with? And, and are you are you better off trading out of that spot? Uh, and, and kicking the quarterback question down the road a bit and, and building up the rest of this roster, give, giving the holes that, that have uh, developed there. But, I mean, if you're asking me right now on, on January 23rd, I mean, I think I would I would put my money on, on, on Drake May being the pick. Uh, but, but I think there's, there's obviously still a lot of things that have to happen and, and that, that, that calculus could, could shift, you know, more than one time uh, over, the, over the course of the next few months if, uh, if it is you, a Ben Johnson and a Peter's pick. You know, there, there, it's um... – you're not the only person that uh, has this thought of, well, Sam didn't have an offensive line. You know, maybe the coordinator wasn't that great, as it turns out. Um, and they've got a lot of needs. Um, but I, I, and you're not the only person to say that. But I just look at it as if you're not sure that you have a, a quarterback, then you probably don't. And how many times are you going to have the opportunity to pick at number two overall with three legitimate top five kind of quarterback prospects? That's certainly true. Um, I mean, I think the other thing you have to take into account, though, is, I mean, if if you do extend that, you're not boxing yourself into one quarterback off the jump. I mean, Adam Peters just went through the Trey Lance experience. Um, and, and, you know, was, was that the right move for them? I mean, were any of the quarterbacks, you know, we all thought the 2021 quarterback class with Trey Lance and Zach Wilson and Mac Jones and even Trevor Lawrence to a degree was, was, was a gangbusters class. And it turns out it hasn't, it hasn't been that. Uh, so I, I just think there's a lot of evaluation that happened here. And if you, if you do decide to opt out of that pick uh, and you start building up your currency for future years to move back up there, if you want, um, to say nothing of the fact that if, if it, if, uh, you, you know, say you stick with Sam Howell, um, and he performs better next year than he did this year, then maybe you do have the answer. Uh, if you don't, and you go through another four win season, you're probably going to be back in the spot and, and can pretty easily get up into a spot to get one of these franchise guys. But I mean, as, as we've seen the last couple of years though, and, I, and I'm sure this is going to be top of mind for Adam Peter, Adam Peters, you, you can't you can't do the revolving door thing forever and, and keep you know throwing darts and hoping some, something comes up. Lotto. I mean, at some point they've, they've got to get some stability there. Um, you know, you know, I, I think Sam Howell wasn't bad. Excuse me, in a lot of bad positions this year. I mean, they they never ran the ball. Uh, defenses knew what was coming. Uh, it, it's almost hard to give them a, a fair valuation. I mean, we all saw the flashes. We all saw the bad stuff. Um, but I mean, there's a whole new regime that, that's got to sift through that and figure out what's what before before they proceed. Obviously, uh, we are talking um, right now to Nate Davis. He is a an NFL writer for USA Today. Uh, you know, on the Trey Lance thing in San Francisco, one of the things that was revealed in the lead up to the hiring of Adam Peters is that Peters was intimately involved in the draft, especially when it got beyond the first round and beyond quarterback. 
that Kyle essentially was the quarterback evaluator and decision maker. Um, do you think that's true? I mean, it's possible, right, that that Adam Peters didn't have anything to do with the move up to take Trey Lance. Yeah, I, I think that probably is true. Uh, and, and there were certainly you a lot of people at, at the time that, that were, you know, connecting, you know, Kyle to to Mac Jones uh, for, for much of right. that process in 21 because they, they were all kind of making a comparison of, of Mac Jones uh, to Kirk Cousins and, that, and maybe exactly. that he was going to better version of Kirk Cousins and that that's where, that's where Kyle was going to go. But that, that was quite often framed as Kyle's pick. Um, and, and I didn't mention Trey Lance to, to malign Adam Peters. It was just more like, you know, he's seen what happens there. Uh, he's exactly. Seen what, if, if you, if you, you know, if, if you have the second or third, I mean, that was Trey Lance was the, was the third pick. Um, but I mean, if, if you decide, you know, that, that Drake May uh, or or Jaden Daniels uh, or whomever is sitting there at number two is, is a reach. Uh, you know, you think back to to. I mean, I, I thought Zach Wilson was a reach. You know, when the Jets took him, I thought they had a. They should, I mean, I, I was on record that you're writing, but go go with Penny Sewell, go with Jamar Chase, help out Sam Darnold here. You don't, you know, don't, let's not just reset the contract for a, for a guy that you're not sure about. Meaning me, I mean, clearly the Jets were sure about it, but that that can that that can set you back. Uh, you know, the 49ers obviously. You know, let's not, you know, I mean, they got lucky that, that Brock Purdy saved them from that mistake in many ways. Um, but again, I just think, I think Adam Peters at least had a front row seat to how that whole thing panned out. Um, sure. So it's it's hard for me to say he's going to take a quarterback there if he thinks he's better off trading out to a team that's going to give him a haul of picks um, and that, that he, whatever, brings in Jimmy Garoppolo for a year. I, I don't know that they bring Kirk Cousins back here if he's leaving Minnesota, but I mean, there are, are other ways to, band-aid that position one more time uh, before you really uh, invest in it with a young guy if that's the, the direction they decide to take. Yeah, I mean, the big difference, obviously, between where they are now for Adam Peters is they own the number two pick. They don't have to trade up for the number three pick as they did uh, at a uh, significant cost back in 2021. Um, all right, so um, let me just start with this. How does Tennessee get rid of Rabel and hire Brian Callahan and not get something for Vrabel going out. How big of a mistake was that by by Titans ownership? Meaning by by not trading him? By trying to trade Vrabel. Well, they didn't try to trade him. I mean, they. That, I, mean, I know they, that's my they, point. They didn't try to trade him because they were they they wanted to move on, and they end up hiring Brian Callahan. Was there a real rush to get Brian Callahan? Couldn't they have waited it out a little bit with Vrabel and tried to to, to reap something back? I, I think you could. I mean, obviously, they, they could have taken that. I, I think kind of the thought process for for any team, and you know, the Patriots. Obviously, they wanted to, to do Bill Belichick the solid and be, you know, what what, you, what you've done here for us for twenty four years. You know, you know, please, please you can go right. and then do your thing. But I, I think the issue is once you you've engaged in trade talks with your for, for your coach. I mean, obviously, that signals he's he's no longer going to be your coach, um, and it's not like trading a player. I mean, he's got to agree any trade uh and then you know i think amy adams trunk said it pretty well is, is that if, if you're kind of in limbo um then the guy you want to hire you, you can't hire until you you've, you've resolved uh the, the mike, mike Vrabel situation and maybe you try to trade him for a couple of weeks and then you, you can't figure one out because you know if you're trying to trade your head coach it's it's really a buyer's market um and at the end of the day is, is it really is it really worth it to you when it could cost you the opportunity to get the guy you want 
I mean, I don't know if Brian Callahan was the guy they wanted the whole time. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of experience with, with young, a young quarterback and Joe Burrow and that they're going to need that moving forward. But I, I think, I think, I mean, my, my, my read on it was it's just, it's just not worth the opportunity cost for something where you may not get much in return anyway, because Mike Rabel doesn't have to really agree to a trade. It's, it's just different than, than dealing right. a player. Yeah, I guess for me it was like waking up or, or whenever I saw it, I'm like, Brian Callahan? Really? Like there was so much competition for him? Um, but anyway, move, let's move on. So that leaves Washington, as we've already discussed, uh, Atlanta, the Chargers, Seattle, and Carolina, right, uh, with openings. I think we've got them all figured out now. Raiders, uh, Pierce, Patriots, Mayo, Titans, now Callahan. So, um, does Belichick land in Atlanta? I it, it certainly seems like that's the way it's going to go. I mean, I, I mean, it doesn't you know it doesn't seem like the uh, the the Chargers are, are really in, in the mix there. Whether he's decided not to be or they've decided not to be, uh, um, <laughs> you know, if, if you're Bill Belichick, I think Atlanta is a pretty uh, attractive spot. You know, you, you just saw Tom Brady go win that pathetic division a couple times and get a Super Bowl. You know, there's not like there's any reason Bill Belichick couldn't couldn't do the same. Uh, and I mean, everyone's going to point to the obvious thing there is, is, is the quarterback. But a- again, I mean, you you would assume that if he takes that job, you would assume Josh Josh McDaniels is probably going to come with him. Uh, you know, you you'd wonder if you know. I think they're picking eighth in the draft or, or somewhere thereabouts. Um, not not quite in position to get one of these quarterbacks without making a move. Um, but again, I think they could get by for a while, uh, or they could, you know, do the, could they go get Justin Fields? Um, you know, would they even, would they even, uh, if, if they're going to bring Josh McDaniels back, would they, would they take a swing at bringing Mac Jones down there? Um, Kirk Cousins, whatever. I mean, they're, they're, I, mean, I, I don't think it's something they have to resolve right away. Uh, if, if they're not going to, you know, make a push for one of these guys in the draft, but, I think adding Bill Belichick to, to that organization, you know, is, is probably going to mean that they're going to get nine or ten wins uh, next year, regardless of who, who the quarterback is. And, and then, you know, beyond that, we'll see. And, and you say that just based on his track record. Uh, you, you know, I, I know it's lost a little luster because every everything he accomplished was with Tom Brady, and he's not been nearly as good uh, without him. But that is an eminently winnable division, and they do have a lot of good players in house there. Um, just kind of kind of have to. Figure, figure some other stuff out. Terry Fontenot, the GM, and some other aspects, but it, it does seem like it's a pretty good fit. And I don't think you know money is going to be any object. And that you know Arthur Blank, at 81 years old, is going to do everything he can to, to get that first championship to Atlanta. Um, you know, with time time ticking on here. Harbaugh to the Chargers, if Belichick to the Falcons. Again, seems like the tea leaves are headed that way. Seems like it's probably given Harbaugh's uh, ability to work very well with young quarterbacks. I mean, I think if if you're Chargers ownership, you know you you've got a, a quarterback who's who's had three different coordinators, three different systems in four years. Um, he's entering his his, his prime window, um, and, and certainly, you know they they haven't done the best optimizing things around him. I mean, there's plenty of good players in that team, but but there's been been a lot of issues around it as well. I think, I think Harbaugh is probably the perfect guy to, to come in there and, and, and make everything right around Justin Herbert. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, the quarterback alone probably makes that the most yeah. attractive job. You've got that position figured out. Um, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, easy, easy to have other things fall in place around there. Once you kind of get the culture, right. Um, 
you know, they, they are going to have some salary cap stuff to work through, but I think that's going to be a temporary problem, um, and that that would that would be, work out pretty well in my judgment. So that leaves Carolina and Seattle, Nate. Does Rabel get one of those two jobs? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I would think Seattle would be a, a better fit. I, I think he, he's a he's maybe. A, I think that is a team that kind of needed a different voice um, than, than maybe what Pete Carroll has been up there for for so many years, you know, 14, 14 years up there. I think I think maybe they need a little adjustment uh, to their culture and the way things work up there. Uh, and I think certainly too, just you know, their ownership there. I mean, Pete has always hung his hat on, on running the ball. And, and playing defense, and, and they've, they've resourced those through the draft, but haven't really gotten uh, the, the results. So, I mean, it, it surprised me, you know, when the divorce there happened, at least from, from that post for Pete Carroll, he's still with the organization. But, um, you know, kind of the more you thought about it, the more, you know, you, you could see where, where it makes sense. You know, the, the Panthers, you know, not, not, not sure what they're going to do. I mean, they, they got to do something to, to help Bryce Young, obviously, and I think that's got to be their – priority you know you would think that 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 would be a good place for for ben johnson type to go because he's so good with, with quarterbacks I'm not saying i think he'll go there but i think i think i think their priority has to be um either bringing in a, a quarterback whisperer type uh or if not certainly getting somebody you know that, that's on the the up and coming track with those guys and, and then having the leadership but um you know, I, I think that, that that is fast kind of becoming the, the, the new Washington where, where the owner is certainly going to give people pause. Um, I mean, it, it is one of 32 coveted jobs, but but I think uh, I, I don't think it's going to be the, the, the plum job for sure. Nate Davis from USA Today joining us. We'll finish up with the with the four games real quickly. Um, what does Lamar Jackson have a chance to do other than obviously winning a Super Bowl? But what 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 about the perception of Lamar Jackson? How much of that? is a big part of what happens Sunday and then two weeks from Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's really – it's only the only real question remaining about him, right? I mean, he's, he's kind of spent – I wrote about this the other day. I mean, he spent the last year kind of putting to bed questions about not being able to pass outside the numbers and, you know, you shouldn't be your own agent. Uh, you know, you're not durable enough uh, the way you play to get through a season. I, I mean, that that's, that all goes away. I mean, he's going to have as many league MVPs here pretty shortly as Patrick Mahomes. I mean, if he, fin- if he finishes the deal here, uh, I mean, it's it's going to make a pretty compelling Hall of Fame case for a guy that's been in the league for for six years. You know, assuming he doesn't, you know, his career isn't cut short here. But uh, he's he's really answered all questions in my mind, uh, except except for for winning at all. Uh, and it certainly seems that they have a, have a golden opportunity. I mean, it's a bit of a fluky stat, but I mean, Lamar Jackson is twenty and one against the NFC. So I mean, if they get to Las Vegas. Based on that, you know, prob- what was the one a- loss? What's that? Do you know what the one loss was? Was I, I was it Washington? I I don't know. I'm 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 asking. Um, I I don't think it was Washington. Was it? I don't think so. I, I, it's a question from you. I don't remember what it was. It's but fine. It wasn't, but I mean, yeah. they've also they've also run over the Lions and the 49ers this year. So we, we we've seen both those games already. Yeah, I mean, I I was talking about it yesterday that. This is uh, this is becoming if if they demolish Kansas City and then San Francisco again, this will be one of the great Super Bowl winning teams of all time. They are dominant on each side of the ball, and by the way, even though they gave a punt return for a touchdown, um, they're dominant on special teams as well. Do you expect them to do that? 
I don't know if they're going to dominate the Chiefs, but I, I think I'm going to pick them to win. And, I mean, I think that, you know, I think you're, maybe you're saying as much, but I, I think this weekend might kind of be the, the well, I don't want to count out the 49ers if they get there, but, I mean, this feels like a bit of a de facto Super Bowl um, this weekend in Baltimore. I mean, I was I was at the Texans game, and, um, I mean, they, they looked awesome. And, I mean, they, they might be getting Mark Andrews back. They, they, they certainly looked awesome in the second half. I mean, the, the first half it was kind of a – feeling each other out, the Texans doing some things, all, all the blitzing that, that was kind of out of character for them. Um, but, yeah, I think you have to say the Ravens at this point are kind of the, the prohibitive favorite. Um, and I, like you're saying, Kevin, I think I think it, it, at the end of the day, it, it may not it, it may not look close when all is said and done. Um, uh, of course, I also thought the same thing about the, the 2018 team, or 2019 team, which I thought was one, one of the best regular season teams I'd ever seen. Um, and we saw what happened there. But he, he is a different player uh, than, than he was at that time. Uh, I just found it. He lost to the Giants in 2022, 24 to 20. Um, if if it's 30 and one against what would you say 20 and one against the NFC, then it's the Giants uh, in the Meadowlands that was his only loss to an NFC team. What would it say about how we all feel about the 49ers, the 49ers organization, Kyle Shanahan in particular, if they don't get it done again? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I mean, what this is going to be four four NFC Championship games in five years, but but they've never they've never gone all the way. Um, you know, you think back to the Jimmy Garoppolo throw that that didn't connect with Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl. Right. So, I mean, there have been a lot of near misses, but but at some point, you know, when 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 are near misses, you know, acceptable? <clears throat> excuse me, and, and when are they not? Um, and, and the one thing that just kind of disturbs me about the 49ers. Um, I mean, the NFL is, is a game of injuries, right? It's a game of adjustments. We we all know that. Um, the thing that's concerned me about this team over the year, though, of course, this year certainly, is just w- when everything is not there around Brock Purdy, um, and it seems like Debo Samuel is really the key piece, but they don't play well. Um, you know, four of their five losses, Debo right. Samuel has, has not either been injured or he's played reduced snaps. Um, or whatever, and they were lucky to escape the Packers game when, when he went out of that one so early. Uh, but, I mean, you can't use that as, as a crutch forever. I mean, and, and certainly, you know, if, if you want your quarterback to, you know, if you want to pro- don't want him to be perceived more uh, as more than just a game manager, um, Trent Williams is another one. But if you're going to be a good team, if you're going to be a Super Bowl winning team, if, you, if you're going to be, uh, you know, an elite, uh, the elite coach that a lot of people think Kyle Shanahan is, I mean, you got to learn to get around those things because those are inev- inevitabilities on the NFL. Um, and yeah, I just, I just kind of, everyone loves the, the, the talent on that roster, but uh, it just seems like that they, they don't adjust very well when things are not going their way. Yeah, and there is this, you know, this this genius kind of label attached to Kyle and all of the co- – I mean, good God, his coaching tree, you know, off of his father is going to be one of the all-time coaching trees in the history of the game. But it will be interesting, like, if they were to lose Sunday without Debo Samuel – or with Debo Samuel, or get to the Super Bowl and not win, at what point do we say, you know, it's kind of like the Josh Allen conversation, except it's more of an organizational conversation. Um, you know, they they aren't as great as we think they are. Look, I take their results being here in Washington every day of the week, twice on Sunday. But I do think that, that there's something at stake here for Brock Purdy on Sunday and then beyond. Do you feel the same way? 
I, I don't know. I, I, again, I've, I've just kind of noticed that he, he he plays well when everything's there. He, he's, yeah. he's better than average when, when not. Uh, you obviously love having a quarterback on that level of sal- salary, but that's not going to continue forever. You know, one, one more year. They they seem all in on him, and I mean Kyle Shanahan clearly views him as an extension of himself out there uh, on on the field. Uh, but you, you know, talking about things not being all right around you, I mean, pretty much they had everything in, in play in, in that Ravens game on Christmas night, uh, aside from Trent Williams, you know, injuring his groin in the third quarter. But I mean, that game wasn't especially close, uh, and, and you no. know, you're going to knock off the best teams if, if you're going to be the best. Like, like you said, Kevin, I mean, people in, in this area would certainly take those results. Uh, I mean, it took, it took years for, for Peyton Manning to, to finally win one with the Colts when they were, when they were a juggernaut every year up, up until, you know, the, the calendar reached January. So, you know, there's a good chance the breakthrough is going to happen. Um, but, you know, it also doesn't look like this is necessarily going to be uh, a dynasty that wins, that wins three or four of these things. Look, people are going to just completely roll their eyes and vomit in their mouth when I bring up the following name. We actually refer to him as you-know-who around here. But on a night in October without Justin Jefferson, you-know-who threw for 378 and beat the Niners, and they didn't have Debo Samuel, and Purdy was not good that night. And I just wonder, if he didn't play well, let's just say Sunday, without Debo, and they lost on Sunday – would they look? Would would Kyle actually look at Cousins as an unrestricted free agency in this offseason? I think Minnesota will resign him personally, um, but I just wonder if something's on the line here for Purdy. That's all. I, I think every good front office, and certainly they they have one, uh, looks looks at every uh, every possibility every year, um, yeah. and obviously Kyle and. and you must be, not be named, have a pre-existing relationship, uh, and uh, he could operate that offense, I'm sure, very well. But I mean, a polarizing also... figure around here, Nate, for for many many years. Um, well, yeah, but, uh, but great job. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. He's a fantastic businessman. He must not be named, and, and the 49ers are over the cap right now, so that that would they would have to change a lot of things uh, to accommodate one of his two or three year guaranteed, you know. $120 million contracts to make that work. And then are, are you still the 49ers in the aftermath of that kind of move? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He who should not be named may have been playing the best football of his career when he went down with an injury this year. Um, I think so. Great job. Great job. Really appreciate the time. Looking forward to the games. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Kevin. Yep. Nate Davis at by Nate Davis on Twitter. We'll get to some Denton news when we come back. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980, theteam980.com. We are also free and live on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hitting the news you might have missed, it's Denton's Daily News. All right, Denton, what do you got? You know we never talked about yesterday that I meant to and we just never got around to it? Do you see Caitlin Clark get decked at Ohio yeah, State? Was there a little bit of flopping oh, she on that? Flopped. Yeah. She definitely flopped. She, I, I thought she had brothers she, that play football. She should know the lower shoulder. Yeah. I thought what was, what was so interesting about that is just we had – I bet you, and I haven't seen the ratings, you know, Maryland and Michigan State were playing at the exact same time on CBS mm-hmm. uh, that they were playing Ohio State, right? The game was against Ohio State on the road? Yes. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ohio State – Iowa women's game outrated Maryland-Michigan State. Now, it's not a big-time matchup between Maryland-Michigan and State. We've seen, you know, both teams being, you know, the top 15 playing against each other many times in recent years. I bet you it outrated it, and I and I just thought to myself, wow, the, the storming of the court for a women's game and result in an upset victory, how many times have we seen that? I don't know, maybe a lot. I don't. It could be just because I don't pay attention to it as much, but I am paying attention to Caitlin Clark. She's fine. Um, she was not hurt. Um, but, uh, man, beating Iowa was a big deal for those in Columbus the other day. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was huge. I have some sad news here that we got. What did she have? Didn't she score? Did she have like 45 in that game? She definitely was over 40, yeah. I, di- I didn't look at the final stat line. I just saw the video. Of I think she had 45. Her. But go ahead. Uh, some sad news. Uh, Georgia Athletics tweeted earlier today. They are saddened to announce that Ugga X, fondly known as Q, oh. that's the Bulldog mascot, uh, passed away peacefully this morning. Such a cute dog. I have an English bully. Um, and I love Bulldogs. And uh, every time George is on and they show Ugga whatever number, uh, it gets the attention of everybody in my family. That is for sure. Bulldogs are the absolute best. Uh, they also don't live typically long lives, and they have lots of medical issues <laughs> during the course of their lives. We just had to go through, yeah, believe it or not, for a dog, ACL surgery. It's actually called CCL uh, injury for 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 a dog, um, an actual operation. Um, how old was the dog again? Uh, the dog was, um, so it started its tenure in 2013, uh-huh. um, which would make it at least 11 years old, but probably to be a year before that. So it probably lived to be about 12, which is pretty long for Bulldogs, isn't it? That is long for, yeah. for Bulldogs. And But I would bet you that this Ugga had to have the best all-time winning percentage of any of the Uggas, <laughs> right? Had to. I mean, this has been, 
you know, the Herschel Walker era with Vince Dooley and the Kirby Smart era of the last couple of years, those are the two Georgia dominant eras. But no, there's no way that they've ever had a winning percentage mascot Uga with the record that this one had. No, no, especially in, in recent years. You speaking of college football, CJ Stroud is doing something I think we'll start to see a little bit more frequently with star NFL players. He made a major donation to Ohio State's NIL fund. It's called the Foundation. Yeah. He became yeah. a platinum donor, which means the donation was between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, this is where my, you know, school, uh, the University of Maryland, has to do better. Um, and it's amazing how many incredibly impressive, super wealthy um, alums uh, there are. You know, Sergey Brin and um, Kevin Plank, and you know, there there are a lot of them. You know, obviously, um, uh, and. Uh, and for whatever reason, I think we're – somebody's going to call me right after I say this and correct <laughs> me, but I don't think we're in the top half of NIL available uh, dollars in the Big Ten. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, I, Larry David, you know, a Maryland grad, I, I, he could easily fund the whole thing. But I don't think he's into sports as much or not into Maryland sports as much. I don't know. I, I hear a lot of different things, and sometimes, like three weeks later, it gets updated and it doesn't really reflect what I had said three weeks earlier. So I'm going to be careful here. I, I want you know the ability for Kevin Willard and Mike Loxley to go get players. We need better players in the program. But good for C.J. Stroud. Uh, Ohio State does not have a problem with their NIL co- collective. I would imagine it's one of the top um, available, uh, you know, uh, collective overall aggregate uh, value of any in the country. Yeah, it's it's certainly up there. And then uh, finally, this is the biggest news of the day. I mentioned this in the earlier update. Netflix is breaking into live streaming. They signed a deal with WWE. It's 10 years for $500 million per year. If Netflix has $500 million to spend on wrestling with the NBA contract coming up soon, you could see the NBA or Netflix make a move to get some NBA games on their service. Yeah, I mean, would go hand in hand with Amazon and Peacock and all the other live sports streaming, you know, opportunities. This is what we're going to keep getting more and more of. I, you know, it doesn't bother me anymore. I remember feeling like, oh, it'll never happen. And I'm not thrilled that the NFL had a playoff game streamed. Uh, I think that that caused a lot of confusion and it won't in the future. Um, but you know, for a league that prints money, um, more than any other for 110 million, uh, I I think it needs to be for a lot more than that, you know, divided by 32 owners. It's like, uh, okay, was that really worth it? But we're going to see more and more of it. I have, I think I've got every possible streaming channel because I see a lot of charges every month on my American Express, (laughs) um, so we're just going to see more and more of it. By the way, I, I was thinking about um, Josh Allen and the conversation we had yesterday about Josh Allen off of the loss, and I noticed that there's been a lot of conversation about Josh Allen, and I was watching Get Up this morning, 
um, uh, briefly uh, with Greenberg and Lewis Riddick was on it. And my favorite guy on that show by far is Dominique Foxworth. I think he's excellent. I think he's one of their best analysts and best thought thoughtful people uh, on the air on any ESPN show uh, that's done. And um, I forget who else was on it now. I think Jeff Saturday was on it. Anyway, uh, Greenberg made the following comment. He said that quarterbacks and NBA superstar players are the most scrutinized athletes in sports. It's so true. And it all comes down to winning. You know, the superstar NBA player and the quarterback are judged on record, judged on rings. Nobody else in sports at any level, I guess coaches to a certain degree, but I'm talking about those that actually play the game. There's nothing in any other sport that matches winning rings if you're a quarterback or if you're one of the NBA superstars. Um, And the, the difference, however, is profound in my opinion. The difference is one player with five on a team and ten on a floor in basketball have an outsized influence on the outcome of games compared to quarterback. A quarterback's not on the field for half the game, sometimes much more than half the game. Although on Sunday, I mentioned this yesterday if, if you missed it, Buffalo ran 78 offensive plays. If you take the kneel downs out of the equation for Kansas City, they ran 43. Buffalo had 35 more offensive snaps in the game than Kansas City did. But um, anyway, I, I was thinking about that it's not a good comparison. They do get scrutinized at the same level, but it's much, I think, much more uh, accurate to criticize an NBA player that doesn't win it all more than it is a quarterback. With that said, on the Josh Allen conversation, you know, I was a little bit critical, and, and there were a couple of of, uh, of of notes that I got. One tweet in particular that just said the following to me: Josh Allen didn't play great on Sunday. What were you watching? He was brilliant. His kicker missed a kick. Um, he was, he played well Sunday. I don't think he played great. You know, I think you can talk about Josh Allen being a a, a great quarterback. Um, and you can talk about his greatness and what you think, you know, and, and there's nuance with every loss, obviously, um, you know, keep in mind, you know, in addition to his kicker missing a kick, which would not have won the game, it would have tied the game and there would have been plenty of time for Patrick Mahomes to come down the field. He needed to elevate to greatness in that moment. That second nine shot he took to the end zone, you can be constructively critical of a great quarterback who missed digs on a crosser route wide open that would have moved the sticks and also burnt more clock on the way to a potential go-ahead touchdown that would have left Mahomes down four with the ball with less time rather than in a tie game um, needing just three with more time. You you can do that. And and with 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 Allen, even though it's a much more dependent position, he still hasn't in a few moments elevated to greatness. That's all I was saying yesterday. Uh, if you held a draft right now where you picked quarterbacks that are NFL quarterbacks and it was a clean slate, he goes top three or four. Worst case. Worst case, he's a gr- he's a great quarterback that has not produced consistently great moments 
in key situations in the postseason. Uh, the best moment, the best game he had was the game they lost to Kansas City 42-36 to because he left the field with 13 seconds left with what appeared to be a win and an AFC title game appearance. I think Josh Allen's great, and for those of you that reached out and were surprised that I was knocking Josh Allen, I wasn't saying that Josh Allen isn't a great player. I was just saying that he's played well enough in these postseason games for his chance for his team to have a chance to win, but he hasn't been consistently great enough to ensure a win. And that's what Mahomes has been over and over again. Remember, Mahomes actually, you know, we 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 forget a lot of the context of these games. There's an offsides in the first AFC championship game, uh, D Ford against New England. If not, it's seven straight, or well, he was that was one of the six straight AFC title games, but it would have been another Super Bowl appearance for him. So you do remember a lot of these things, but they get a little bit sketchier as time goes on. The missed field goal by Tyler Bass, the 13 seconds left on the clock when he left the game a few years ago. Um, but anyway. Uh, I'd take him in a heartbeat if I had the number three pick in drafting NFL quarterbacks. Who would you, right now, who who would you take before Josh Allen? Give me your answer when we come back. Kevin Show, the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. So here's a question for you off of the Josh Allen being beaten for the third straight time in the postseason by Mahomes. If there was a draft right now of all of the NFL quarterbacks, not college quarterbacks, NFL quarterbacks right now, and we all assume Mahomes goes number one if you've got the number one pick overall. I mean, is that even debatable? Seriously. Like, he is a tier by himself. Yeah. Who's number two if you've got number two? Assuming uh, full health? Yes. I would go Joe Burrow. I think that it's – here's who's in the conversation for number two from my standpoint. 
Josh Allen's in the in the group that you would you would study very hard and and make a determination on. Burrow, Jackson, Herbert. Those would be the four for me that would be in the running for two. Rodgers wouldn't at his age. Dak wouldn't for me. <laughs> Stafford wouldn't because of the injury. Um, you know, uh, possibilities. Um, Jordan Love, too young. Stroud, not proven enough on the same front. Hurts, you know, Hurts is, I think, in when we start to discuss the next tier, really more so. Trevor Lawrence, uh, just uh, he would be in the next tier for me right now. Um, a guy like, you know, um, yeah, that would be that would be the list. That would be for me, and I would probably. I think most people would take Lamar because he has two MVPs. Not a bad pick. Yeah, it, to me, I think I, I would prefer Burrow, but Burrow gets hurt and Lamar gets hurt. I don't know, that's a tough call. But here's the bottom line. If you're drafting quarterbacks, Josh Allen is in the top five, worst case, and he might be in the top two, uh, despite you know being 0-4 against Mahomes and 0 for 1 against Burrow as well. And some of the wins haven't been, you know, convincing wins. He does have 21 touchdowns and four picks as a postseason quarterback. All right, Nikki Javala next. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980, the Team980.com. We're also free and live on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 